State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcast you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs super fan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to to change a thing. We'll still be posting everything in this feed. Now, on with the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Michigan Poolside Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Davis. Alongside of me, as always, is David Jolkevsky, the Bloomfield Hills High School head coach. We have a very special guest joining us today, Sean Peters, the head men's and women's coach at Wayne State University. This podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics, and by the Detroit Medical Center. The DMC's Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan is the only freestanding rehabilitation hospital in Southeast Michigan, solely dedicated to physical medicine and rehabilitation, providing hope and healing to patients for over 65 years. So thank you guys so much for being here. It's so great to be back. For those of you who don't know, we had to pause the podcast due to the girls' finals being canceled based upon COVID regulations. So let's start with that. David, you and your girls were just one week away from the state finals and everything was put on hold. How has the swim community adjusted to the regulations? Yeah, I think biggest things we've uh, we've had to get creative as we have all season. Um a little tough being six days out, but I think we learned a lot from the boys last last winter when they were cut short about a day out. So um, we, you know, our, our girls were able to continue training on their own individually. So we, we've missed out on that team opportunity. Um, so wherever they could find pool time, a lot of teams have been in, again, swimming individually. Um, I've been in regular contact with my girls through Zoom meetings, like I know most coaches are. Um, and a few coaches, you know, uh, without the local local pool, you know, with the high school pools being closed, maybe you don't have a fitness center nearby. Uh, they've had to step it up and and just get creative with some dry land work, uh, just keeping that energy and that spirit up, and just keep holding out for for the great news we heard today. And and we're going to get after it here and get focused on uh, wrapping up season soon. So. So when you say that the girls have been swimming individually, where have they been doing that at? Um, a lot of fitness centers, um, you know, in, in Oakland County here, um, you know, there's so many pools, high school pools, but they've all been shut down. Um, so, uh, you know, a fitness center, you know, several of the gyms around town have pools, um, in some of the smaller communities, your high school pool is your community pool. So they've continued to offer a lap swim. So some of those teams have had their girls in, um, you know, they, they can't train as a team, but they can go in and have a lane and reserve a lane like any community member would and, and practice. Um, 
I have not seen my girls face to face since since the shutdown. Um, but we have been zooming and they said there's several other high school teams um, at the, 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 whatever the gym here nearby, um, you know, handful of Marin for a few hours. And then as they're leaving, there's another group following them up. Interesting. So coach Peters, you're looking at this from a little bit of a different standpoint. You're kind of on the recruiting end. How did this shutdown affect your plans for the 2021 season? Well, thanks for, first off, thanks for having me on here. I really appreciate uh, being able to uh, speak to you both today and uh, and speak to everybody out there. Um, certainly, uh, you know, I mean, as everybody has out there, two, 2020 has presented a lot of challenges to us. And, um, you know, and, but ultimately when given the, these opportunities, we have to rise to the challenges. I saw, you know, firsthand what, you know, David and uh, a lot of the girls uh, coaches were doing through the recruiting process um, and how creative they have been to try to make the season work and work safely. And, uh, and I got to admit, I was really impressed with all the uh, stories and feedback that I was getting. And, uh, and I was just really amazed about the, you know, how everybody came together on the girls swim season to make it work. And, you know, and certainly uh, it was unfortunate and, you know, in March when uh, the, 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 the boys were shut down before the state meet, like a day before the state meet and the girls had to shut down before six days before their state meet. But I understood a lot of them still, you know, try to uh, finish their season right then and there with, uh, you know, trying to at least even get like some time trials in or things like that. That way they can at least, see where they're at at that point in time. And, uh, before they got that shutdown order. And, um, and I know a lot of swimmers right now are out there are still trying to, uh, make it work because, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty out there, but that doesn't mean it's always a bad thing. Uncertainty. Uncertainty to me has always been, you know, we don't know how this story is going to play out. And sometimes our best stories out there are the ones we just don't know. And we're just going to keep being creative. And that's what I'm trying to do at Wayne State University. Just be creative, stay, you know, keep our athletes engaged and uh, really just try to think a little bit more about the processes that, you know, and some of the strategies that maybe I didn't get a chance to implement over the years that now it's like, okay, this is a good time to implement these things. So, um, so that's really, you know, how I'm handling things at Wayne State. Now, like everybody, we have, you know, I'm not going to be doing six tests a week, which is what we were required to do to do have uh, daily practices. But, you know, we have at least the option having a pool at Wayne State where people can sign in for open swims and come in for like a half hour, 45 minutes or something along those lines. You know, get a workout in and then go about their day. And especially now that we have finals going on, um, you know, it's actually has been kind of like a nice change of pace for them to get into the pool and, you know, swim it out a little bit and then hit the books a little more. Just as expanding a little bit more on that, the COVID shutdown happened in March. What positive changes have you experienced as a coach since then? Well, the positives for me have been like, you know, using this technology more to my benefit. Like, you know, I'll be honest, Zoom, I would never really have used before. Um, and so I'm, now I'm starting to learn a lot more about it. We're all forced to, you know, because this is a way of connecting each other. And, uh, 
And the one thing we've lost out on is that face-to-face interaction. So any way we can get this, you know, even if we have to plug in and do it, then, you know, I have had to be creative in my approaches with that and try to keep, keep the athletes in a positive mindset and really be encouraging using this medium. But also some of the other things is just the creativity. I mean, like, there are so many things that I've been trying to implement this year. And before we got the shutdown, um, things were really moving in the right direction with our program, despite the limitations. And I really, I think a lot of coaches um, have been doing similar things because of the challenges that we're all facing. But these are good things, you know, like um, really trying to like one of the things like I've been trying to do is encourage sleep. Okay, and I know as swimmers, we don't get to do this very often. I mean, you know, with the you know 530 a.m. practices and whatnot. But I'm like, look, if we're really going to have our immunity system, you know, running at its peak performance, we need to sleep. Okay, so if I'm going to push back my workouts to eight o'clock, because most of you are online classes anyway, so it's not like you have to run across campus somewhere. You just got to plug into a computer that gives you, you know, another two and a half hours right there of sleep that you didn't have before. And other things that I've been doing is, um, you know, like right, you know, before we had the shutdown is, you know, like um, just really getting creative, like cutting out some of the things that we would do as coaches to maybe like get a, you know, and I hate to say like a yardage total in mind, you know, I kind of threw yardages out the window right now. And, you know, it's like, look, here's what I want to do. And this is how we're going to do it. And it's just going to be scaled down and we're just going to make the most of the time we have. And, um, and that's really been, you know, I've actually enjoyed that creativity because when I first started coaching, coaching in the nineties, it was all about yardage. You know, it's like, you know, volume, volume, volume. And now it's more like, okay, we can't do volume. We got to find other ways, other resources, other avenues. So, and that's, uh, that's the fun of it, you know, as a coach, you really want to get in there and just um, really just try to like, okay, here's what I'm presented with. How do we go? What's the solutions? How can we go about it? As a question for both of you guys, how has recruiting changed? Like as a former collegiate athlete and high school athlete, I remember I used to have to make recruiting videos and send them to coaches and stuff. And I'm sure in swimming, this is a little bit different because everything's timed, but how has this changed maybe positively this season? Um, I mean, from our end, I I don't have any seniors actively looking right now, but um, I know just talking to other coaches around the area, um, you know, I think everybody's so much more open to that virtual experience and the Zooms. Um, I'm hearing a lot more kids, you know, getting a chance to maybe experience those campuses on a, you know, virtual tour and stuff. Um, I think we're, for swimming, I mean, times don't lie. So, you know, we've always had that resource there. Um, But, you know, you're you're relying at least more from our our coaches, you know, for that character, you know, judge of character and talk about their training and stuff like that. So those are some of the, some of the things I've seen. Um, I know, you know, your seniors that are getting ready for next year. We have some here in Michigan that have, uh, with the current lockdown they're they've moved elsewhere. We have uh, some boys, not, not necessarily on my team, but boys in the area that are training out of state right now. And um, some girls I think will do the same depending on what happens after state meet. And from my point of view, Sarah, it's like, um, you know, that's, that really has been a challenge for all of us at the university level. So like, you know, one of the big selling points 
for me at Wayne State University was getting a student athlete down on campus, okay? Because certainly if I can get them down on campus and get their family down on campus, I can show them just what a wonderful place this is and, you know, how many great resources we have. And, um, you know, even as simple as the building architecture from like the early 1900s and, uh, and just all the modern things going on as well. I mean, there's just so much you can see um, in the area of Wayne State University that a lot of people just don't know about, right? So that's been taken away from me. So now I have to bring Wayne State University to them. And like Dave was alluding to as well, getting, um, you know, using the technology that we have available to, you know, do virtual tours that way. And, you know, and certainly doing our part to, or doing our best to, um, you know, educate these athletes that yes, Wayne State University, despite what we're going through right now, what everybody's going through right now in COVID, that we are, um, you know, we're still this amazing place to be. And um, it's, you know, it's just being done differently. So, um, so that's been big. But the other thing like Dave also, David also alluded to is that times don't lie. All right. So like, and I understand as a coach that with everything going on in COVID that you might not be able to put up the kind of times that you would under normal circumstances. And that's fine because ultimately it's about the person. It's about the character of the person and it's about what they're willing to do once they get to you to develop. Okay. Because I've always tried to pr pr pride myself on developing athletes. Some of my best swimmers at Wayne state university were not, you know, like, top 15 kids in the state. There were, might've been like top 75 kids in the state and overlooked by a lot of programs. And they just needed an opportunity to come in and show what they can do. And, um, you know, I've had many hall of famers in that category and, uh, certainly, you know, so to me, as long as they have that desire, they have that drive and they're really willing to do what it takes to be successful then that's the kind of swimmer that's going to do well, no matter where they go. Good, good. You know, Sean, you know, I, I think one of the neat things I, I admire, uh, you know, we were friends on Facebook. We got, uh, you know, mutual friends through swimming as well as some of my family members. Um, yeah, I, I know you're, you're coaching year round and you've got your college kids in the winter and you coach summer league, you're coaching eight and unders all the way up to 18 year olds. Um, you know, how do you approach those different seasons with, with the different caliber of kids in different age groups? Oh my goodness. And I've also taken on masters too in the summer as well. So I get my, some of my kids are 75 years old now. So, um, but it's been, you know, it's, it's, it's recharges my battery. Okay. So like, um, when I work with the college swimmers, um, you know, I, I go in and I'm very excited about working with them because I missed them for, you know, like three or four months because of, you know, working with the summer club at, um, individuals. And then when I come to the summer club, it's like my batteries recharged there as well, because I missed them for eight months out of the year. And it's like, it's great to see them again and work with them and watch, actually see how they've grown because a year, you know, for a lot of those kids, you're like, oh my goodness you've just sprouted up six inches. It's like, you're not even the same little kid anymore. And it's like, it's great to um, work with so many different people at different age groups. Uh, the Huntington Woods swim team was my first coaching job in 1994. And I'm proud to say that, uh, you know, with the exception of this past year, because of COVID, 
I've been there every summer and, uh, it's been, it's been a thrill to, um, you know, really watch these swimmers, you know, grow from like little six on six and unders to 18 and go into college. And, uh, you know, they don't even have to swim for college. This is like just watching them become the, you know, young men and women that they grow into. It's just, um, it's a treat for any coach, you know, that gets to work with, uh, you know, even at the high school level where you see the freshmen go grow to being a senior, they grow so much in that time period. And it's just, you're so proud to see the people they become. And, you know, if you had any part in helping them along the way, you know, you should feel proud of that as a coach. So, um, but uh, then going back to college, you know, it's, um, you know, I get to, you know, put on the college coaching hat and uh, throw, you know, definitely more challenging sets at them. And uh, so um, a lot of the, my club swimmers don't really get to see that part of me, but it's, uh, it's great to, you know, but I'm still have the same approach, whether it's um, high or whether it's the club team or the college team, it's like, it's still, I'm still the same person running it. And it's really the person that's, you know, I really want to see everybody get the most out of that experience. I want to see everybody, whether it's uh, the club or high school or college team, I want to see everybody just like love swimming. Okay. That's really important to me. All right. I don't want to ever take the love out of somebody because once they, once they, that love is gone, it's so hard to get it back. So it's, to me, it's like, that's my mission. I want to, I want swimming to be um, some, but something that everybody can just, um, when they dive in, they're looking forward to what's coming next. I, I think that's awesome. That actually was where I was going with my next question to you is, is those teaching moments that you apply to, to both teams. And, and I, I love what you had to say there about not losing that love or that passion for the sport. So, you know, speak on that just a little bit more, you know, what, when those kids are struggling, cause I see it with my high school kids. Sometimes you see it with a kid who's been doing it since they're four. Maybe you see it with a kid who's 21. How, how is, how do we keep that passion going? Cause then you're coaching these masters athletes that are in their seventies. So how, how do you keep that passion going throughout the years for these kids? Well, a lot of it is, you know, I think, I, I mean, like um, it's really forming those connections. I mean, it's uh, really like trying to, you know, understand who they are and, um, and, you know, and certainly like, yeah, you're going to have like a, you know, a nine-year-old that just is shaking their head, like holding their fist. Like, I'm not going in, no matter what you make me do, I'm not going to go in. And, you know, and it's like trying to like, you know, like, you know, how every one of us goes through it where it's like, okay, it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. You know, you just really try to, you know, get to know them and connect with that individual and like have them like really like, okay, I, I, I trust you. I'm, and, and, you know, the same thing in college, you know, like, you know, I don't get the kid that does this anymore, but I get the kid that will stand on the side of the pool and look at the pool. And so, and I just come up to them and it's like, you know, it's, it's as wet as when you first walked in here, you know, it's not going to change, you know, it's so, and it, you know, it's like having these lighter moments, to make, give somebody a smile on their face. And, but also like, understand that like, look, we're, we are, we're in this together. I mean, and I know this is something that's been used a lot in 2020. We are in this together, but really when it comes to the coaching swimmer uh, dynamic, whether, you know, it's like, we, I am in it with you. And every, every time you do something fabulous, I am, you know, so proud. And every time you, you know, don't hit your goals, you know, I, I take it hard and it's like, um, and certainly I always, 
try to come up with ways to help people. But, um, but ultimately, you know, the, the swimmers that always do well for me are the ones that just have like that passion about it. And I try to like constantly, um, you know, acknowledge that, yes, you are exactly the kind of person that's going to make not only this team better, but really society better because you have that passion, that drive, that flair for things. And, um, so it's something that I always try to encourage the positives. Awesome. That's awesome. You know, with, with the summer leagues, you know, our kids have so many opportunities and it's a great thing for us in Michigan. Um, what, what advantages do you see, you know, as kids are looking at, well, I can go swim, you know, my USS club and I've got my high school team. And, you know, sometimes we, we start to lose focus of some of those fun things and, and, those backyard neighborhoods like the NSSL, um, what benefits are, are we giving to our kids for their high school career and then getting them ready for you in college by taking part in leagues like the NSSL? Oh my goodness. You know, when I swam, I didn't even know about this. Okay. This was like completely, you know, like, you know, I, I mean, to me, like uh, where I grew up, uh, you know, I grew up in Macomb County, we didn't have something like these summer club leagues, at least not that I was aware of. So, um, but, uh, you know, now that when I started coaching, um, at Huntington Woods, I started finding out about the country club leagues. I started finding out about leagues that are like in the Ann Arbor area or the Grand Rapids area and things like that. And the thing is like, they're just so much fun. And, and that's something I've always tried to cultivate. Like some of the things that I do with my summer club team is like, coming up with these outrageous themes for every meet where everybody has to dress up for every meet and make it a party. Okay. Just like, and where swimming is there, but it's not like the, you know, it's not like the main primary focus. Okay. Yes. You're there to swim a meet, but we're there to have fun. Okay. And that's the most important thing I want everybody to get out of it because when you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself, you're going to be successful. And, um, but ultimately if you go to a swim meet and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I have to do these races and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, you're already in a bad mindset and it's not going to, it's never going to work. It's that's, that's just universal sports. You know, if mindset is so important. So, um, I just really try to make it so enjoyable for the swimmers that they get, you know, that they want to keep coming back for more. And, uh, and that's the important thing about those clubs. Now moving into to high school, yeah. I mean, like, it's funny because like, um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I have swimmers that, um, you know, go to different high schools all around, you know, like whether it's uh, Berkeley or whether it's Cranbrook or whether it's a Mercy or something like that. And, you know, they try to bring in some of those lessons to their team and they try to, you know, like, and uh, when they get into those leadership positions and try to make it fun for those out younger athletes as well. So they're excited about the sport. And then that, you know, that's great that they're learning leadership lessons from the summer clubs and things like that. And, um, you know, so it's not always just about swimming. And so really swimming is just a small part of swimming. It's the other things you can get out of it. It's the leadership, it's the camaraderie, it's, you know, it's that whole experience that just, you know, and, you know, and one thing that we learned in 2020 when it's taken away from us, we want it so bad to come back. And I think that's where everybody's at right now. We just want it back and we want it back and, uh, and better than ever. Yeah. I, I know we, we've been on the waiting list for five years at, at Beachwood and we're going to be in this summer. So I, my six-year-old really? are so geeked. 
to get into this and and take part in all that and and it's it's a great experience and and we really appreciate you putting in that time there to the community um i know the kids love swimming for you so it's great now vinos is a man he's uh you're gonna love it there you're totally gonna love it he's got a he's got a good thing going there yeah we're looking forward to it well, before we get to the next point, I talked earlier about how you can recruit yourself to Lawrence Technological University. Here's more. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, eSports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit ltuathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Coach Peters, we talked earlier about recruiting and what changes you've experienced recently. Obviously, looking for a good athlete is everybody's goal, but finding a good core person is even more important. High school swimming is all about good sportsmanship. It's a motto that the MHSAA wants to reinforce across all sports. Listen to this. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Welcome back, everybody. So a huge announcement was just made today by the MHSAA that the girls' state finals will take place the weekend of January 15th and 16th, and the girls are allowed to start practice on December 21st. Coach Z, what's the plan when the girls get back into the water working up until that January 15th and 16th date? Yeah, we're. Uh, it's been a very eventful afternoon. I, I don't remember too much of my last hour today. I feel bad for those kids, but um, yeah, the phone's been ringing off the hook um, and, you know, we're, we'll be back in on, on Monday here. Um, I know most teams will. Um, we, we've got to kind of keep an eye out here. Some teams have got the unique uh, obstacle because sometimes families leave for the holidays. So they're struggling with that one. Um, the other one is, you know, families traveling in from out of town and you want to make sure you're being safe for your family. And some kids are going to have to put off training, uh, through the holidays, uh, so that they can celebrate with their families a little bit and then, uh, get back at it. But we're, we phone's been ringing like crazy. So we're, we're trying to, you know, sort through some things. We're waiting on a few announcements about this testing process that we have to go through. Uh, working with our building athletic administrators and our trainer and uh, just talking to our, you know, the, the MISCA, our coaches associations, trying to get some paperwork in place to help everybody out. So it's, it's going to be interesting here the next 48 hours. So how has the majority of your team reacted to the shutdown and then the startup and then another shutdown and now another startup? Yeah. Um, you know, for the most part, they, they've been very positive about things, you know, always have questions. Um, yeah, I, that first couple of weeks, oh, no big deal. We can we can make it work. And then when it got extended another week, um, you know, they started to ask, you know, are we going to make it, you know, what happens after January 1st? And um, it's been getting a little bit tough. Um, you know, we we do kind of have a unique 
situation right now um, with with an athlete on the fence about continuing, and and we need all four athletes to to take part in that relay. Um, so I just I asked my girls today on Zoom, you know, just the, they were going to go to practice today. I said take the rest of the weekend off and relax, and then um, you know let's do a little bit of soul searching, and everybody come on in Monday morning. We'll get in at eight, and um, there's I only have fourteen four girls on my team for state team. We're we're a small group, um, one individual qualifier who's going to go no matter what, and. And we'll, you know, I, I think this is that time where, where your great teams come together, they rise to the top and, you know, the, you see some of those selfless acts where these, these kids know they've got to, they got to get out there and make some decisions for, for everybody. So we'll see what happens Monday, um, but we're ready to go. Uh, we'll train through the middle of next week. We'll, we'll take the holiday break off. Um, I think in my younger days, when I coached boys, I would have been banging on the door to get in Christmas Eve, Christmas day and, and right on through. Um, but we're going to, we're going to follow our, our building guidelines here and, and train. And, and if the girls want to train on their own next week and they will, and then we'll get back in, you know, New Year's Eve, New, New Year's Eve week and, and get right back at it and get ready. Um, and then we got to start balancing, you know, school schedules and, you know, what happens if there's snow on the ground and all that stuff, it's going to be interesting. So we discussed that the girls finals will take place on January 15th and 16th. And then we're going to transition over to the boys season. What team should listeners be on the lookout for? Yeah. You know, we were talking about this a little bit with the preview the other day and um, you know, from, from my angle um, you know, I, I see a couple teams here in Oakland County, like uh, U of D uh, Drew Edson's been doing a phenomenal job and, and they got a nice group of boys there. Uh, Cooper Drulliard and uh, James Rivards, Drew Collins. I've, I've watched him grow up for a long time. Uh, Sean, I, was dad a, a, a teammate of yours or did you guys? Oh yeah. Him? Yep. Dad was a teammate and uncle Dave was one of my first all American swimmers at Wayne state. So uh, yeah. So the, the Collins family is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. So that's one team, you know, as you're moving your way across the state, you know, well, I, I guess staying here local Catholic central Farmington Hills, a lot of depth last year, they graduated a little bit. You're still going to see some great speed out of them. There'll be some teams to watch moving West across the state. Pioneers looking really good. Um, nice group of kids. Uh, Matt Siegel uh, committed to Wisconsin at Madison. Uh, some great swims last year before the shutdown. And, and I know he's ready to do some more great things. And on the west side, um, Hudsonville and Holland West Ottawa were right in that mix with CC last year for that D1 state championship before things got shut down. You know, keep an eye out. Kevin Moss, uh, kids only, I think, a junior this year. Uh, and he's doing some great stuff. And that, that whole group there at Holland West Ottawa is going to, going to be revved up and ready to go. Um, and, and, you know, there's some going to be some great depth. I think with the shutdown, it's a little bit tough from last March to, to get a good evaluation. Again, we've got some kids training out of state right now and, and how is club training kind of impacted things. So it'll be interesting to watch the boys um, as season gets going. And, and the other one we got to look at is late start. And then we, the MHSA has made that commitment to try to wrap it up by the end of March. So that winter season could get condensed. We don't have all the details yet. So um, again, creativity is going to, going to push through, but the, those teams I think are, are going to be your ones. You're going to be seeing some great stuff out of this year. Coach Peters, you can take some notes on that. <laughs> oh, I, I've been, I've, I listen to everything he says. <laughs> <laughs> are there any teams in specific that you'll be scoping out? Oh, um, you know, like a lot of the GLIAC teams are pretty strong. Uh, I, I like our conference a lot. It's, uh, you know, certainly um, 
it's one where I think, um, you know, obviously everybody wants to win, but it's one where we all try to push each other to great things. So like, um, at Northern Michigan, uh, won the women's side last year and, uh, you know, and she's been doing a fabulous job, um, building that program to, to winning their first, uh, conference championship since really the, I think 2000 or something like that. And then, um, uh, Grand Valley, um, you know, they've been uh, a very strong program in the conference and in the state uh, um, every year. And um, so, you know, certainly he's, you know, Andy Boyce has also done a fabulous job with that program in the time he's been there. And, uh, you know, and certainly, uh, and I got to say, uh, you know, an up and comer, I think is going to be Saginaw Valley, um, uh, former uh, Michigan State swimmer, Jason Lynchurch has taken over that program and, uh and uh, they've already had a lot of signings going on there. Uh, so I think he's, he's going to do, he's going to be our, he's going to be very good. I, I really think uh, with that uh, core group of the four in-state programs, I think we're all going to be uh, pushing each other. Uh, but certainly, like I said, these are challenges that we all look forward to, uh, to get together and actually compete together. I think, uh, you know, you know, a few months ago, that just seemed like a faraway dream. And now it's like, it's right around the corner, January 8th, we host Saginaw Valley for our first meet, um, providing that uh, today's announcement doesn't alter those plans, but we'll see. Um, but that's really kind of like, um, that's our launching point. And then, uh, then I have Northern Michigan coming down to Wayne State and uh, it'll be, and that's going to be just a fun meet because uh, they have so many talented individuals. So it's a, it's going to be a good time and, uh, and something that we're all looking forward to because, uh, I know like on the guy's side or boy's side of state or for the state finals, I uh, got cut short for the men's side or for high school boys. But on our side of things, we were at the division two nationals and we were told to go home. You know, we didn't even make it halfway through, through division two nationals. And, uh, and that was a tough thing. That was a really hard thing for uh, our, especially our seniors. Um, but uh, now here we are 10 months later and uh, looking forward to doing it again. Good, good, good. Um, you know, with some of the recruiting going on, um, you know, as kids are getting ready for, for college, um, do you, did you see a lot of early signings? Do you guys have, um, you know, anything coming up in the winter? Uh, you know, recruiting trips are going to look a little bit different. Um, will you see more signings later in the spring, stuff like that? You know, um, I got to say I was in a fortunate position with 2021 where we were able to bring a lot of those student athletes to Wayne State over the summer of, uh, you know, what it would have been 2019. And so a lot of those swimmers actually um, really enjoyed that experience. And, uh, you know, and uh, so it made recruiting them, um, it made these 2021 athletes, uh, a lot easier having that. So, you know, on the women's side, uh, we ended up uh, getting some really good swimmers like Julia Kotulski from uh, Novi, Sabine Branford from um, uh, Plymouth Salem. Uh, we had a, a swimmer that swims for Adam Cooper at Ole, um, uh, Megan Elmquist. Uh, she's uh, signed with Wayne State University. Evelyn Dice, who trains uh, with uh, Club Wolverine. And then, um, and our fifth signing, um, was Haley Waters from Dexter. And, uh, so, you know, we got a few swimmers, uh, 
you know, some sprinters, some a butterfly or IMR, a distance swimmer. So, you know, we're excited about that. And then on the men's side, uh, we ended up uh, getting uh, Trevor Jones from uh, um, uh, from Farmington. And uh, he swims in the NSSL. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly he is a he is a phenomenal swimmer, a very versatile swimmer. And uh, we're excited to bring him on board. Great. What uh, what kind of advice do you have for for our young athletes out there? You know, what can I share with my freshmen and sophomores that want to get into college swimming? What should they be looking at? as a ninth grader, 10th grader before everything really gets going? Well, certainly um, biggest thing is, you know, really be persistent. Don't be discouraged. Okay. Because a lot of times, you know, I got to say this and I, and I see it with my Huntington Woods swimmers as well. When they first are in that recruiting position, they all expect the phones to ring off the hook on, you know, June 15th. Um, you know, when it's first, and when that doesn't happen, you know, it's like, what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? And it's like, you did nothing wrong. Okay. It's like, it's okay. There's just a lot of, you got to remember that's a, it's a big swimming world out here. Okay. And, um, you know, so, you know, if they're not coming to you, take it to them a little bit, you know, don't be afraid to introduce yourself and, um, you know, send out emails and kind of keep them updated on what you're doing. And because the worst thing they could, you know, the, the you know, they could tell, you no which is, you know, but then in your position, there's a lot of schools out there and you, you know, there's going to be a school out there for you. If you really have that desire, if you really have that want to swim in college, there's always a school out there for you. Okay. So just don't give up, never give up. Well, that's all the time that we have. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. This podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Poolside is also brought to you by the MHSAA, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And by the Detroit Medical Center, the only freestanding rehabilitation center in Southeast Michigan, solely dedicated to physical medicine and rehabilitation. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Davis, joined by my co-host, David Jolkevsky, and the Wayne State head women's and men's coach, Sean Peters. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you.